All right, let's talk about cars with Jacob Ashokwa, motor enthusiast, EWN reporter, Mr. <laughs> busy man running up and down the stairs the whole time. You've been reviewing. Hello, firstly. <laughs> Hello, Auntie Jane. How's it going? Auntie? <laughs> <laughs> oh. i gotta, I got to bring some respect here. Wait, I mean, wait, in fact, we were talking about respect and this lady was saying that she, she gets really upset that people call her by her first name rather than auntie or whatever it is. Exactly. And you're the consummate professional. We look up to you as broadcast journalists and we're like, you know what? We're in the presence of greatness. Okay, now that you put it that way, that's fine. <laughs> ah, you see? I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> All right. You are reviewing the Volvo EX30 today yeah so um it's not actually a review it just got released like a couple of days ago i went for the launch they had it in victoria yards joburg cbd the really important thing about this is that um it's a fully electric car it's a mm -hmm. volvo ex30 they launched it um a couple of days ago and what i really like about it is the price point believe it or not because there's always this idea that electric cars are like extremely expensive and now volvo's come in with a, a much cheaper option, right? It costs 775,900 Rand. Gosh, that and is good, isn't it's, it? It's, it's very good. If you look at the other Volvos that I've driven, like for instance, the C40 that I drove a couple of months ago, I mean, that's already in the 1.1, 1.2 million Rand uh, uh, budget. And when you're spending that kind of money on an electric car already, that means you already have good enough money to be driving something really cool on a weekend. But then there's people who are like, I want to get into this electric car market mm. and I'm looking for something reliable and I'm looking for something that has uh, heritage like Volvo. And now you look at that car and you think, wow, they've actually done it quite well. Mm. And then you look at things like what they put into building the car. I mean, the interior has got um, recyclable bits. So the seats are from um, old um, jeans, denim. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So, so they, huh. they, they're, they're really looking at the whole going green idea. Just and like planes, right? Exactly. The same thing. Exactly. So it's a, it's a really great car in terms of what it looks like and, of course, the design as well and all the elements that Volvo put into it. I mean, safety is, of, of course, very important. And then even things like performance. I mean, when you talk numbers with a car like this, it does a 0 to 100 in 3.6 seconds. Now, just to put it into perspective, a couple of years ago, there was a Ferrari that launched. I think it's a 458 Italia, if I'm not mistaken. It's also around the 3.2, 3.4 region. Wow. So that's, so that's the selling point. Isn't it? it is a selling point because you'll get there quickly. Mm. Zero to hundred, you get there really quickly. And the nice thing about it as well is you worry about things like range as well. Like how much would I get on a full charge? And if you got something in between 400 and 500 kilometers of full range, you got a very good car there. It and is really that what is. it's giving? Yes, it, it is giving around 446 or 460 uh, kilometers range, which is amazing for a car like that because mm. it means you can drive it day to day, Monday to Friday, if you do short commutes to and from work and the school run, etc., and you don't have to worry about charging it. Mm. You only worry about charging it for a full charge on the weekend. So for me, I, I, I felt it was very important to attend this launch because I think Volvo is doing it right. They're doing it right in terms of offering a more, a more affordable or entry-level um, electric car. Mm -hmm. And it's also got the, the SUV feel to it. It's not a, a flat sedan kind of car or a coupe. It's got an SUV feel to it. You could take it off-road, light off-road, obviously. Mm -hmm. So you can still be quite adventurous with a car, um, considering the fact that it is uh, an electric car. If you plan correctly, you can make it to Durban. You have to do the stop at Harry Smith. And then you could make it to Durban. Yes, it's an extra 90 minutes to charge. But I mean, I mean, you're using a public charger. And if you plan accordingly, 
Um, it'll be just fine. It'll be just fine. And, and, and that's what electric cars are doing to us right now. They're doing this whole idea of plan correctly and you'll be able to enjoy the perks of having an electric car. Mm. Which, you know, considering we're going to be getting a bit of investment, finally, that's going to be fantastic. Here's a, a question from Mr. Snob saying, where could I charge that car in Soweto? Ah, there is no charging stations in Soweto as far as I know, but I do believe that uh, the grid cars guys are doing a, uh, they do have a feasibility study that's underway to do a, a charging point at Maponya Mall. Okay. Yeah, so Maponya Mall will possibly be the place that would it would be. Um, and I think around the... The area where where Foster's Toyota is. Why am I forgetting this place? Um, near Nansfield. There's a mm-hmm. couple of dealerships there on, on Killer Road. Sorry, on Killer Road. Yes, yes. Near Orlando. There we go. Right. There's a, there's a couple that. of dealerships there. So usually dealerships have a, a public charging point. Right. So it's just one of those. I got a call, make an appointment mm-hmm. and you could usually charge at dealerships. Cause I know I've, I've driven some electric cars around here in Santon and I got to charge them down the road at, uh, Santon oh. BMW. And, and what a good way to get people to look at your, your cars. Other brands. Other brands. Exactly. Um, I just want to remind listeners if they want to ask you about their car, they've got to, why am I putting on the headphones when I'm trying to look at it? <laughs> I need my gla- glasses instead. We need your car make, the brand of the car, the mileage, the year, and specify if it's manual or automatic. Um, going back to the Volvo EX30, what's the downside then? It all sounds almost too good to be true. Oh, you know what? I think I have to talk overall downside. And for me, being a petrol head of note, like, I mean, I like, I like oil, I like fuel, I like the smell of it, I like mm. burning rubber. I mean, uh, <laughs> Volvo's actually now changing things up. They're hoping by the year 2030, they're only going to be producing electric cars. Wow. That's, that's close. 2030 is close. We are in 2024 right now. Mm-hmm. Six years from now, they're going to be producing only electric cars. Mm-hmm. And that for me is like a, whoa, that's a little scary to hear. Yeah. Um, and, and I think just at the rate or the pace that we're doing in terms of developing charging stations, mm-hmm. being available in places like Soweto and all the, all the other townships around South Africa, I, I don't think they'll be able to easily meet that requirement unless they purely are appealing to the people who are staying in um, your affluent suburbs. Mm-hmm. You get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so for now, I think, yeah, it's a bit ambitious of, of Volvo to say that. But at the same time, I mean, that's a thought that we we have to start dealing with and that for me is definitely a downside from the brand volvo because oh i mean they they've done some amazing five cylinder engines in the past they've done uh, some amazing polestar uh, volvos in the past and they've built really amazing um, internal combustion engine cars mm. so it's a bit of a sad one but i mean yeah, that's maybe definitely they'll it. be listening to you okay, <laughs> hold on let's change that plan let's bring in professor block on the line, Professor wants to know about deregistering a car. Go ahead, Professor. Thank you so much. So um, we have a Honda Ballard 2015, and the gear back, the gearbox packed in, yeah. and we cannot find a replacement for it. We've searched everywhere, all panel beaters, <laughs> and they can't find a gearbox to um, to fit in to the uh, car and so it's just sitting at the panel beaters and we need to deregister the car and the traffic department keep on sending me renewals for licenses and so forth. How do we actually go about not writing off? I mean, we'll sell it for parts, I suppose. But how do we go about actually deregistering a vehicle for which parts cannot be found, please? 
All right, so um, with regards to deregistering a car, it should be available on um, the eNatus website. Uh, there's a document that you need to sign there. Alternatively, you obviously go to the traffic department and you ask for the document. Um, yes. the, the, the document you sign, it, it is to deregister the car, but you are going to need the original car paper as well. And as long as the original car paper has your name, you'll, of course, have a copy of your ID. Um, you have that, you sign the form and that document, you give it into them. And I think it takes uh, about 21 days. You will get confirmation. In fact, they send you a, an official document to say the car has been deregistered. So, so there's, no, there's no way of doing saving time by doing this online. I, um, that's why I'm like, I'm not sure if the deregistration form is available on the Enatus website, but it's definitely worth checking. I'm happy to get your details and I, I'll definitely Thank be able to, to, to check Thank it. Thank you. Um, but if you do have the original Enatus paper of yes. the car, it should be yes, easy. Yes, yes, you do have it. Then I'm sure we'll be I able do. to make a plan. Um, I'll just ask the producer for your details and then so I'll do a bit of research and I'll get in touch with you. No problem. Thank you. And then is there any other way of finding a gearbox? I mean, we've been quoted 140000 for a gearbox for a 2015 which is more than the current cost of the car. Any ideas there for listeners who may have the same problem? Wow. Um, oh, I, I wouldn't even know where to start. But, I mean, ha- yes. have you scoured the scrapyards? Have you, have you asked we around? We are in the process of doing it, and apparently that's the current going price um, for a gearbox. I would have thought that some Honda Ballards might have been involved in accidents yeah. and we could remove the gearboxes from them and pay for them. But um, no luck having tried this for over a year. So I thought I must ask for your expertise. Yeah, I think, I think uh, you've, you've, already, um, you've already tried a lot of other options. And considering the fact yes. that you want to now deregister the car, it's possibly the only thing you can do going forward. Yes. Um, but you know what? I will get in touch. This is a very interesting case. So I'd like to see how we can, we can solve this one. Thank you. The professor is satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, professor. Thank you. Get 100%. Uh, we can talk about that next time. Business says Japanese secondhand shop in Japan. I mean, that possibly might be the easiest route. Yeah, there are a lot of uh, importers in, in South Africa and Africa who import a lot of their engines from the likes of Japan, China, Singapore, and even Dubai. Um, I, I recently followed a page on Instagram. I forgot the name. But there are South Africans mm. who are going to buy... CIA engine and gearboxes for, for, for the taxis. They're going to buy them in Dubai. But can I tell you why, having lived in Qatar, and I'm sure it's the same thing in Dubai, yeah. cars are so cheap. Exactly. I mean, I had to almost give mine away. Nobody wants to buy them because they're so cheap. Uh, we're going to listen to some important news, but just to remind you, if you want to find out anything about your car, if you're trying to sell it, we want to hear the car make, the brand of car, the mileage, the year, and specify if it's manual or automatic. The car feature. All right, let's go to Vanessa. She wants to know if she should sell her car with a smoking car engine. Go ahead, Vanessa. Good afternoon. Hi. Um, I own a 2009 Audi A4 uh, FSI automatic. And late last year, it started smoking quite profusely. So we took it to the mechanic. It's still with the mechanic, actually, because he said he needs to open the engine. But, you know... the engine's overhauled already. Uh, it's in 200 and some thousand kilometers. And I just don't know whether I should incur that extra cost now to get this engine fixed again, or should I just sell, sell her? Um, yeah, I, I, would, I would think sell, eh? I would think, uh, you said mileage is over 200,000? Yes. 
Yeah, yeah, it it, it becomes it becomes very very costly with the older Audis. Um, I know somebody with a with a 2013 Audi A3, I think 1.4 TFSI, and he spent I think almost 30 grand on redoing the gearbox or something like that. So it 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 does start becoming quite costly for you to own a car like yeah. that. The best thing you could do is. Yeah, if you can sell it, don't don't spend any, another cent on it. Sell it and and you sell it food to whoever you're selling it to and tell them, this is the problem with the car and I'm letting it go. Okay, and you think twenty thousand is a decent uh, social I try for more. <laughs> uh, look, we could we could always check the spec on on online quickly for for the car. You said it's a two thousand and nine Audi. Yeah, ambition. I think it's ambition. It's I. Um, is that? Is that is that an A4 or an A3? A4. A4, and you said a 1.8T or, or, or D? Uh, uh, two, no, 2-litre petrol. petrol. 2-litre petrol, gotcha. 2-litre FSI Ambition, and it's the automatic yeah. one, hey? Yes. Okay, cool. I'm just checking it online quickly. Yeah, so, so the trade on the car is 99,000 Rand, and retail is 118,000 Rand. So yeah, anything uh, if if with that kind of mileage, I think anything between twenty and forty grand would make sense. Would make sense. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Jacob. Thank you so much. You're most welcome. Good luck. Okay. Bye bye. Okay. Let's listen to this voice note about a Fortuna. Good afternoon, seven o two, and your listeners. Mine is a Fortuna. Toyota Fortuna GT6 automatic 2019. The mileage is 25,000 on the clock. 25,000 kilometers on the clock. All right, Fortuna 2019 GT6 automatic, eh? There we go, yeah. Fortuna 2.4 GD6 4x4 automatic. Uh, the trade I have on the car at 439,000 Rand. And retail I've got at 488,000 Rand. Very good cars also. Uh, let's listen to Opa talking about converting petrol or diesel car to EV. Hi, 702. Um, I, I'm, I'm so concerned that, you know... Um, this new system of uh, EVs. Yeah. Now, what are we going to do with these uh, uh, old cars, especially when you love your car most? And <laughs> mm. cannot can't it be easy to to convert this petrol or diesel engine uh, oh. to to an electric vehicle? That is a fantastic question. I actually like that question. I'll tell you why. Um, Obviously, the guys in Europe and even the US, um, I, I know a lot of car collectors. They're classic car lovers. And Europe yeah. is, is coming with a lot of restrictions now for uh, people owning um, internal combustion-engined cars. Mm. So there are a few places in the US and in Europe that are actually doing the professional conversions, as in taking out a, a, a normal internal combustion engine and literally changing the car to a fully electric vehicle. It's, it's in fact a new way of preserving the, the, the classics. Um, there's a guy in the US yeah. who's, who's doing the, the air cooled Beetles and the, and the split window combis, um, and all the, the, the notchbacks and the fastbacks from, from yesteryear, the guy, the cars from the sixties and seventies. I mean, he's doing a great job, but the problem is it the is price. very costly. 
it is very costly. Uh, when when we did a a bit of a workout locally with with um with with the same engine and the same setup like how they did on that USA split window, it would have costed anything between one hundred and fifty thousand to two hundred and fifty thousand to do the full full conversion to electric on an old car. But but I I don't think there's anything wrong if you're doing if you, if you want to preserve the car and you want to use it for. Uh, for generations to come i think it's it's such a great investment in the long run but that's because i'm a classic car lover i'm a classic car collector i like everything old so um if i had the money i'd do it but the problem is south africans don't have that kind of money to spend um to change the car and that's why petrol and and diesel is still winning for so many people locally thanks for that Okay, okay, no, thank you. Okay. <laughs> Didn't mean to no, cut you off there, Opa. Thank you very much for that. A very quick one because we're running out of time. Uh, Cornell wants to know where you check your values or how do you get your numbers? Uh, so I use the auto bid uh, system. It's a system that a lot of the dealerships in South Africa use, actually. Um, it's really nice because you get to input all the car's details and then it gives you an idea of what the cars are going for in the local market. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's also um, endorsed by TransUnion. So TransUnion is actually the place where you would go to get it. Obviously, you've got to have a dealer code or a dealer number to be able to get in there. And yeah, that's why I'm here because <laughs> I know people who know people who obviously um, allow me to use their system. Shout out to the guys at DigiCars actually. So yeah, that's how I have access to the auto bid system. Yeah, it's, it's a generic system that a lot of the dealerships use. We've run out of time, unfortunately, but a couple of messages have come through. If anyone wants to get hold of you, oh, um, what should they do? Yeah, you can drop me an email. It's the letter J and then my surname, Moshokwa, M-O-S-H-O-K-O-A at gmail.com. Moshokwa at gmail.com. Thank you, Mr. Moshokwa. Always a pleasure, Auntie Jane. Take it easy. I can't wait to do this again with you. It's always been so much fun with you. Likewise.